note the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 i am omuxi alongside me as always the one the only mr bj armstrong bj how you doing real name real name real name no gimmicks no gimmicks tonight mo well, well no gimmicks well, tonight let's well, let's we, let's we, get to we, it let's get to it i have to offer two apologies on this show we start on mm. a serious note number one okay I'd like to extend my apologies and condolences to Mike Budenholzer, coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. And today the news came out that he lost his brother during the course of the last series against Miami. So all of the things we said about your coaching, they become a lot more understandable when you put the human aspect into it. So thoughts and prayers go out to the Budenholzer family. However, the Milwaukee Bucks, you've got a whole team of assistant coaches not one of you could have told him to call a timeout. That's a whole different story. The second apology is, we promised that we wouldn't do this. We promised that we wouldn't start recording the show whilst the game is still going on. After the Minnesota Timberwolves came back in the fourth quarter against the Denver Nuggets when we thought the game was over. However, we're watching game six of the Lakers Grizzlies right now. The Lakers are up over 30 points and we feel like it's safe to start taping this show. We didn't think we'd do it again. But here we are. BJ, let's start with the Lakers. Let's start with the Grizzlies. And um, tell me your thoughts. They've got the biggest lead of the series. They're blowing out Memphis in uh, game six to close it out at home at the Staples. Jack Nicholson's back in attendance. Adele is in the building. They got all the stars there. And uh, the Lakers are putting on a show right now. Well, the Lakers... You know, they came out ready to play. And, you know, th- this is a must game for the Lakers, and you got to give them credit. And, you know, and it's what, fourth quarter is just beginning or something. But give those guys credit. They've come out. They came out with the focus. More importantly, they're making shots. And, you know, D'Lo started this thing up. You know, he started it off terrific, came out. You know, he was making shots. And when you make shots, Mo, you know, that that really it gives you an advantage and these guys are up what 30 something points right now as we speak mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter so look like they have this game in hand um it would take them a, a true miracle but very unfortunate for memphis in this regard you know when you're in a when you're in a must game a high pressure game you have the scouting report. You've played this team now five times. What, six times? Well, five previous times, and now this is a six. And you come out with an effort like this, that's just that's just unacceptable. That, like, that's just unacceptable on all fronts. So I think the Memphis Grizzlies, they've been through a lot this year. I know injuries will be a part of it, and that is. But, you know, what they've been through, not only on the court, but off the court, I think they're going to have to really evaluate what they're doing um, because, you know, Mo, they, they had a, you know, this is a team that you keep thinking is ready to take the next step. And now this is a first round exit. So, you know, I, I think they're going to have to take a long look at what they're going to do, move forward and uh, really, you know, just try to get a team that they can feel that can do what I think that their regular season record says, which this is a team that at the very least, should get to the second round or to the conference finals. I mean, they finished, you know, second. I think they finished second this year. And now they're going to get ousted 
by the what the seventh seed. And um this it's not good, Mo. <laughs> That's not good. BJ, this series for Memphis, this game in particular, game six, you've got the chance to force a game seven. And you go into the staples or the crypto or whatever it is now, you're down 40 points. This is a downright right. embarrassment. This is yeah, an embarrassment is... on so many levels. Let me let me tell you this. John Moran, he said, I'm good in the West. It's not looking so good now, is it, bruv? Dylan Brooks, he said, LeBron doesn't like to go left. And then in the game the other day when they went to overtime, LeBron went to his left and scored the game-winning bucket or the clutch bucket to secure the win. And then Dylan Brooks, you should be ashamed of yourself. Dylan Brooks said, I poke bears. LeBron's old. I ain't got to respect him till he drops 40 on me. Now, not only Dylan Brooks, have you gone out and embarrassed yourself this series by being abysmal on the offensive side of the basketball. Defensively, you couldn't hold LeBron. They had to switch Xavier Tillman, the third string center of the Memphis Grizzlies, onto guarding LeBron because you couldn't do it. And you pride yourself on being a defensive player. You said LeBron's old. I don't have to respect him. And then you get humiliated in the closeout game. It's not even like it's a close game. You have been well and truly destroyed. And to make matters worse, you gave the quote about LeBron being old and saying you, he's not the same as he was and you don't have to respect him. And then after that, you lose. And you say to the media, I'm not doing any interviews. I don't want to do any interviews. I've got nothing to say. Dylan Brooks, keep the same energy the whole way through. Anyone can talk when they're up. There's a famous, there's a famous scene in a documentary about that. Who's going to talk when they're down, BJ? I'm looking at Dylan Brooks. I'm looking at Ja Morant. I'm finding the West. I'm looking at Dylan Brooks. LeBron's old. He, can, he can't go left. And they're getting cooked. Now, it's worth putting it into context. Had Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark been healthy, you know, I think the series goes differently. However, you can only play the hand you're dealt. And the hand the Memphis Grizzlies were dealt, they overplayed it. They talked too much. They let their mouths run a little... A little, a, a lot, way too much. They need to really look at themselves and question, is this team good enough to talk this level of trash? Because nobody respects you if you talk trash and can't back it up. That's where I'm at with the Memphis Grizzlies right now. You're the second seed. You're playing the seventh seed. The Lakers are obviously a different side to what they were for the majority of the regular season. But nevertheless, you've got the continuity. You've got a squad that's been together for some time now, a couple of years. You've got a superstar, Ja Morant. You've got Dylan Brooks, who considers himself one of the best defenders in the NBA. You've got the reigning defensive player of the year. However, in this series, and in particular this game tonight, Anthony Davis is by far the better defensive player. What they've done tonight and locking up the Grizzlies, they can't score in the paint. They're scared anytime they go in the paint. They don't want to be there. They don't want to take layups. They're terrified. They're terrified. So here we are. Memphis, Cancun. Now, I really hope they don't make a 40-point comeback in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, all of that is going to have to be reversed. But that's where I'm at with the Grizzlies, BJ. That's where I'm at. <laughs> How do you see this team progressing? You think they're just going to run it back? Try well, it's like it it's year? like any it's it's like anything. You you know, 
I don't know more. I when I look at these guys, uh, yeah. First of all, I like their competitive spirit. First and foremost, I do think they compete. I I like their, you know, they're a young team. They're brash, and I like, it. and I I I like what they do. However, you know, there there were a lot of things that they had to overcome, and it's just more to. And not so much, you know, just what happened on the court. It's what happened off the court. You know, they, you know, we don't want to rehash it, but, you know, John Moran had some things and they've had some key injuries to some, some really key players to their group. And in spite of all that, you know, I don't want to disregard what they did during the regular season. I mean, in spite of everything that happened to their, to them off the season, in their in the regular season, as all teams things happen, this team fi- still finished second. So they're they're working with some talent, and that's why I like them. It's because they compete. You know, in the end, the business of eighty two games that's your, that's the that's your main business, and they overall they did a really good job. However, you know, not get, making any excuses for them, they lost two big pieces to their puzzle and Steven Adams and the kid Clark. And that, that's, that's a, if it's one thing we've seen, I know we're in a small bar era, but one thing that's been consistent is if you're going to win in this league, you got to have key contributions from your bigs. That, that's just the way the game is. And it's not always scoring. It has to be defensive effort. So for instance, I mean, Mitchell Robinson, wow. Okay. Jokic, Joel Embiid, Kavon Looney, 22 rebounds. Draymond Green comes off the bench, has 20. When Sabonis or somebody plays well, um, you know, Trey Lyles was the guy who played well for them tonight. They win. Anthony Davis tonight. So you can see the contributions that's needed. Okay. And you know, Tillman is a really good player. However, you know, Tillman, without question, is their third string guy. <laughs> All right. It just is what it is. I mean, that just is what it is. And when you miss Steven Adams and you miss the Clark kid, and then, you know, you throw in the other kid, Luke Kennard, who they could they could use him. They've got some key players not playing. That was you know, a big John Morant, I think he Luke missed Kennard the game. not yeah. being there was a big impact on, on yeah. their... And then didn't John Morant, he's missed the game. Yeah, he, he has the, the hand injury as well. And there's definitely valid reasons, right? But Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is I what think, I'm saying. You ask is... me what I think they're going to do. When you ask me what I think they're going to do, here's what I think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's no reason to panic. But what the thing that's disappointing is you play with what you have. I thought they were better. I thought they were more competitive than to be down 30, 30 something points going into the fourth quarter. Now there's a way to lose. I didn't expect them to, for them to lose this way. Now in saying all of that, I think the following has to be, what is this team and who is this team as it's currently constructed? Now they're going to have to be healthy. Clearly. I would I want to see them healthy. I think that's, that's every team, though. That's every team. Yeah, well, it's not every team because this team here hasn't accomplished anything. See, and they have a timeline, right? You know, at some point, the timeline of Steven Adams is different than the timeline of John Moran. The timeline now Clark is coming back off of an Achilles injury. So now the timeline, these timelines change. 
Now, some of these guys, okay, are going to start going on the books. John Morant now is coming on the books as a max player now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, this is, I just think it's so much here. And, I, and I, I'm constantly trying to even remind you, Mo, like roster construction is an art all into itself. And just looking at a game without the ramifications of what the books mean, and how you're going to build this team? How you're going to distribute the money? Are you going to? I mean, what are you going to do with these players? Like, you know, what are you going to do with Dylan Brooks? What are you going to do with Desmond Bain? What, what are you going to do with now the other kid, uh, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr.? Now he's a reigning defensive player of the year. What does that look like now? What are you going to do with Stephen Adams? How are you going to replace Clark? Are you going to resign Luke Kennard? I mean, these they have all these players here. They're a small market team. This isn't Golden State. This isn't the Lakers. This isn't the Knicks. So they have some key decisions that they have to make based on what they're going to do. And what does that mean when you start comparing your roster, your timeline to the other timelines? Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of decisions to make because at some point here, you got to start paying these players. And they've already made the, the first domino has already fallen. John Morant is going to come on their books as a max player. And deservedly so. Okay. Hey, deservedly, undeservedly, who am I? He got it. So now those are the facts. <laughs> okay. All of that stuff. I'm not here to, I, like, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm from. You don't count another person's money. You play the game, you do it. So he, whatever happens, happens. But what I do know is now they got to build around this and they got to build a team that's going to be competitive. And you got to see what the other teams are going to do. Are they going to go into the luxury tax? I don't know those questions, but I do know they have a good team. And if you ask me, I think they could be better than what they even displayed this year. And they finished second, but how good is this team to actually say they can win the final game of the season that I don't know watching them, but it's going to require like every team, every, every team can say they need health, but how realistic is the health? as compared to the other teams, because every team could say that. Well, the Lakers are finally looking healthy. Uh, Anthony Davis is looking absolutely dominant. And if the Lakers keep playing like this, they could end up in the NBA Finals. They're looking like they've put something really special together here in the second half of the season. Um, So a fantastic win for LeBron and AD and Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell had a great game tonight. Um, They've really got a cook in. Um, So the other game that happened this evening, was the Golden State Warriors at home? Is, with that, a is, that, is to... that the setup? The other game? Is that is that it? I'm building is, is, it. I mean, I'm building it? it. The other game? Oh, I'm that's bu- the only game. What are you talking about? The other I'm, game? I'm building into it. Okay, all right. The Golden State Warriors had the chance to close out the series at home, just like the Lakers did against the Sacramento Kings. The uh, arena was actually really empty before uh, tip-off because it was a 5.30 tip West Coast time and traffic That's and whatnot tough. meant people couldn't yeah. get there. Um, That's tough. Whereas the Staples, on the other hand, was... Throws your rhythm. rhythm off. Yep. It, it uh, really does. Those two hours throw your rhythm off. Mm. So that, that kind of throws them off their rhythm, but... Uh, they could not get business done. You know, the Lakers, as soon as they game began, they were locked in from the tip. The Warriors, on the other hand... It was an unserious performance. It wasn't even close down. They had the bench players playing in down the stretch. The Kings did a great job. They went to really push the pace. 
And early on in the game, Sabonis, for the first few minutes, he was really aggressive. He was shooting some jump shots. He was looking to score. And then that kind of went away. So Mike Brown took him out of the game and replaced him at the five with Trey Lyles. Um, and they went ultra small. You know, the Warriors have already gone small by taking Draymond Green out of the style lineup. Now the Kings went even smaller by taking any bigs out of their lineup to see how the Warriors would adjust to things. And they were hitting their threes. The role players really stepped up. Now this is their third game on the road this season. I think the first two games, the role players couldn't hit their shots. Now they found their rhythm. Trey Lyles and these guys really did a great job. And they did what they do. They played Kings basketball and they won the game. The, uh, the thing that really impressed me uh, was even when they had a lead in the fourth quarter, they carried on playing their offense and playing how they want to play rather than trying to run the clock down like a certain Eastern Conference team that wears green that stresses me out all the time. Um, so they closed out the game really nicely. They did a great job. The key points here for the Warriors is they missed 10 free throws, which was very unlike Golden State way of playing basketball. And they allowed 18 offensive rebounds from Sacramento. I think Keegan Murray got five of them. Sabonis got nine offensive boards. Uh, the standout player for me was Malik Monk. And Malik Monk is averaging... 19.8 points in a, in the playoffs so far on 60% true shooting coming off the bench. On the other hand, his somewhat equivalent on the Golden State roster, Jordan Poole, is averaging 12.7 points on 34% shooting, 24% from three, and I don't even know how many turnovers. But the Warriors just weren't composed. They didn't have it tonight. What was your thoughts on the game? Well, a couple of things. You know, Coach Brown has stuck with this. We're going to control the pace of the series. And, you know, I think I said this at the beginning of the series. The Golden State Warriors play that style of basketball currently better than the Warriors do. The Warriors can't. The, normally, the Warriors are the fastest team on the court. Well, in this series, they're not. Check. That goes to Sacramento. Now, Sacramento was able to impose their will on the game. Partly because they were able to get some stops, but they did something that was key tonight. When you're playing in a, in, a, in a series, when you're playing, you have to find and take away something. And you have to live with something. Whenever Draymond Green or Kevon Looney plays well, the Warriors win. Okay, they the Warriors had a game where both of them played well. One of them had 21 points. I think it was Draymond. The other had 22 rebounds in the same game. If one of those guys plays well, Kevon Looney minus Draymond, because they won the game when Draymond was suspended, yep. they, they they're going to win. Okay, because you can't you can't defend everything. But if you take away something, now what did the Kings do today? They, they played their normal way they play. They play fast. They play aggressive, whether you score or not. However, whenever Draymond or Kevon Looney drove the ball, they were always in position to take the offensive charge, which I found fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also found fascinating that for the first time in the series, the Sacramento Kings finally found some half-court half offense with the exception of De'Aaron Fox that they went to, and that was they were going to target Kevon Loon in all of their half-court offense. Now, now, when you see that happening, because they need Kevon Looney to do what? 
to rebound the basketball. Because, again, why did the Sacramento Kings win the first two games? They were the more physical team, and they offensive rebounded. With Kevon Looney off the floor, they feel they are the more physical team, which to me is kind of odd because you, when you say physical players, you look at Draymond Green, you look at their players, they're normally the team that's kind of initiates the contact. But offensive rebounding is something that the, the Golden State Warriors can't control because De'Aaron Fox requires – De'Aaron Fox does what all good offensive offensives try to do. They try to engage a second defender. De'Aaron Fox, you have to guard with two or more players. That's just a fact. There's no one on the Warriors that can guard him. No one. So when he drives and even he misses, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, Sabonis, and all those guys are just offensive rebounding the basketball. And that is the problem. That's the dilemma here. Now the, the Sacramento Kings have did something to me, which was even better than that. They're saying, okay, when Kavon Looney is in the game, we're going to pull him out and force him to guard on the perimeter, our offensive player. And then let's offensive rebound mm-hmm. because he's, we he's should not be waiting in the paint to get the rebound. Cause they got to help. Yeah, they have they have to help. They have to help. So now your offensive rebounders are the following, which I don't even know why I watch this. You know, I don't watch the game. I just watch all of the, the stuff that they're doing. So here's something that just so your 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 rebounders now are Jordan Poole, <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry, <laughs> and Clay Thompson. Those are your rebounders. Well, Okay, that's a problem. Steph, Coach Steve Kerr has a huge dilemma. Now, I think he has to go zone. He has to go zone here. He's going to have to go zone in one. He's going to have to do something because he's no one can stay in front of this kid, uh, yeah, Aaron Fox. If the other kid, Malik Monk, starts getting loose because you can't guard him with just anyone, right? You got to guard him with another athlete. Their second best athlete on the perimeter is Gary Payton, but Gary Payton is not a scorer. Nope. So Steve Kerr has a huge dilemma if they target this kid, Kevon Looney, because now Kevon Looney is on the perimeter, and then he's forced to play on the offensive end with two bigs who aren't really offensive players. I don't know if you can count on Draymond Green to score another 20 points in this series. Not saying he's not capable, but if he's not, you can't tell me that suddenly the offense now is letting Draymond Green truck up threes in game seven. I, I don't think that's how they're going to, you know, they're going to figure that's not the game plan. So there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack. They're think- going home talking about Sacramento. And I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think you have to go zone. I think both teams are probably going to come out tight, but Sacramento has found something now. Now, can they exploit it? Will Steve Kerr counter? I'm sure he will counter it. How he will recount it. And whoever imposes their will on the situation will probably win this game. And it, it could go either way right now as I look at it. I mean, 
the other thing is with the uh, with the Warriors, they looked real tired in this game. They looked real sluggish. Now, you always talk about how Sacramento plays at a tempo that no one can keep up with. But the other factor that you've got to think about is the defensive scheme of the Warriors. When they are dropping so far back off Sabonis, the energy is taking the other four players to deny those handoffs that he's trying to provide by chasing the offensive players around. That takes a lot of energy as well. So they've slowly started to wear down the Warriors when they're on the defensive side of the ball throughout the course of the series. So the all-important question is, BJ, who's winning game seven? It's anybody's game. This is anybody's game. You got to pick I, one. I, I, I really... I, I really don't, I, I really, listen, okay, if you're asking me, just like I told you here, the Laker game, I told you I was going to pick the Lakers. I told you I was going to pick the Lakers, but, mm-hmm. but, okay, you got to knock the champ out. You got to knock the champ out. The Warriors, they haven't been knocked out. They probably should have been knocked out, but they weren't. The Warriors, on the other hand, they had their chance to knock them out. Had them on the ropes. They did not come out. This is anybody's game, Mo. This is anybody's game. Who's going to win? I'm just going to say the Warriors. Why? Because they're the champs. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disrespect the champs. You. You. Because you. You. you they've been there. The, the. The Sacramento Kings haven't been there. And that's all I can really say about it. I don't have a reason. You can make your argument, Mo, for Sacramento. They're at home, da-da-da, da-da-da. But you know what? They're like 22-0 and 0 or something, right? <laughs> and like, 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 you know, in, in, in the series in the Western Conference or something like that. Like, why, why, why now? So, but at some point, you know it's going to happen. I was really, sh- I was really surprised. But I shouldn't be surprised because at 5 o'clock, a 5 o'clock, Tip off throws off your routine and athletes are creatures of habits. Okay. That little two hour, you go, Oh, there's two hours, whatever. Well, it, it, it throws your nap time off. It, you know, it, it throws your, how you get to the game off. It throws the routine of your family off. It throws, it's just, it's just, it's all but it's easier to adapt on the road why because you don't have to worry about any of that stuff you know you just wake up you got room service boom 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 you get on the what time is the bus okay we're leaving an hour earlier whatever it is and you just go over there so i think game seven is anybody's game mo it's anybody's game i have Mm -hmm. no i don't think no team has an advantage i think the warriors i think the warriors the way they play tonight i think they were very confident and that they were going to win this game yeah, almost too confident. Warriors thought too confident. I thought they were very confident in the way they came out. They were maybe a little comfortable, maybe they were a little bit beside themselves, but I think they will be on high alert. But sometimes, Mo, you know, you lose your you you lose your edge. I think it's going to be a hard fought game, and I'm just I, I'm not going to go against the champ. You know, I think it was Rudy T. He said, "You never underestimate the heart of a champion." Mm-hmm. They are true champions over there. They're, they're true champions. And, and, and if Sacramento does win this game, it's going to be because, again, they're going to get efforts and contributions, Mo, that Trey Lyles, again, showed up. Okay. Trey Lyles was terrific. And I want to point out also the uh, the Davis kid. 
Terrence Davis okay. made his appearance. Yes. Terrence Davis was a guy, was a player that I got to give. These coaches know their team better than we do. Terrence Davis, maybe he was in your scouting report, Mo. I didn't have Terrence Davis as making a key contribution in game six in a must game on the road for the Sacramento Kings. Okay. I, mean, I didn't he dropped, I didn't have he, him. He dropped a 30 piece back in November, but okay. I that, didn't expect to see him in November. the playoff rotation. Oh okay. All right. That's all that's all we need to say. I don't think anyone had anyone had him. I didn't have him as making a key contribution in a game six in a must game. But Coach Brown knows his team better than we do. He found a matchup. He went away from Alex Lynn, who had played, made some contributions, and he goes smaller, and he goes to Davis. Great move. Now, let's lay it all out there and see what happens in Game 7. We will be in for a treat. You and I will be right there, and I don't know. So I'm just going to say the champ, but I'm telling you, that atmosphere, Mo, is going to be off the charts. Tomorrow, I owe you. I, I forgot to pick up the cowbell. I, I got, I'm going to get a cowbell tomorrow. One. Oh, did you get one? Okay. You got the cowbell, so I don't need to get that. So, so I have no excuses for not having the energy necessary. <laughs> I don't have to do any extra things. And then we're going to be in for a treat. And let's enjoy it. And then let's look at it and figure out. Because these two coaches are doing a masterful job. I mean, it's, Mo, it's, a, it's feel, a game of chess. We, Oh man, these guys, these guys are these guys are masters. I mean, they're two of the finest coaches in the NBA, in the entire NBA. Steve Kerr has done an incredible job. And I can't wait to see the strategy that they're going to implement and try to execute in game seven. I mean, what a treat we're in for. Man, I cannot wait. But before game seven, tonight we have a game one. It's weird. A game one of the second round starting before the first round finishes. But we got the Suns heading on the road to Denver. Uh, we've spoken a little bit about this series already. I really don't know who to pick. Because obviously Denver, they're at home. Best record in the West. MVP. But I just can't see the matchups defensively. On who the hell is going to guard Kevin Durant? Like you, Aaron Gordon's your best defender, right? Are you going to put him on KD? Or are you going to put Michael Porter Jr. on KD? And have Aaron Gordon roaming off the ball? Um... I, I don't know what Denver's going to do. I'm fascinated to see how the Denver Nuggets match up in this series um, against the Phoenix Suns. And conversely, is DeAndre Ayton going to be able to step up to the plate up against Nikola Jokic? And how are the Phoenix Suns going to handle the Denver Nuggets? How do you see game one going? Do you see it as like a feel-out game? Or what's your kind of prediction for this? Well, the first thing, Mo, let, let's figure out. When you come out in game one, you got to figure out something that you can do. Okay, so the Phoenix Suns right now, they have an opportunity in these first two games to get one. I think that's what you do. Okay, so let's figure out what we can do on both sides of the ball. Now, just a couple of years ago, DeAndre Ayton did a spectacular job versus Jokic in the playoffs to allow them to advance to go to the NBA finals just two years ago. So we know he has the capability. Are we depending on that? I don't know if we can depend on that. However, DeAndre Aiden has the talent to do it. And he can get something accomplished. So I, I, I'm not concerned with him when I say him. Jokic just totally dominating. Do I think he's going to dominate games? Absolutely. I mean, he's that good of a player. You're not going to hold him down. 
However, DeAndre Ayton should be able to do whatever he needs to do as well on the other end because Jokic not only has to worry or be concerned about Ayton, he's got a he's the last line of defense for them. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to anchor that defense. And that defense now not only has Devin Booker on the wing, they have a player that's just lethal. Kevin AD. Okay, so now I think this is this is going to be this is going to be tricky for Jokic because Jokic has to be above average on the defensive end. He's going to do what he's going to do on the offensive end. I have no doubt about that. But on the defensive end, if Kevin Durant suddenly catches a rhythm, because he hasn't really, I mean, he's still I mean, warming up. Crazy to say, he's still warming yeah, up. Th- I mean, this is crazy to say. The guy's average. 30 points a game and you're going he's not even he hasn't caught a rhythm yet like Devin Booker is playing out of his mind right now right mm-hmm. I mean Devin Booker can we agree on this Mo Devin Booker's one of been in the top five players in the first round so far right Jimmy yeah, Butler has to be the and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler the top two in my opinion Jim, no no well Jalen Brunson I think Jalen Brunson is probably that's true two. that's true that's okay, true I mean but but Devin Booker is right there I mean he's three four five or wherever you want to put it but Jalen Brunson and Jimmy Butler had probably, in my mind, I, been think, the I best. think books up there with Jimmy. I think yeah, Jimmy's a clear cut number one, but however you want to cut the rest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jimmy I think, I think the... Booker's at an advantage because the game's easy for him because he's got Kevin Durant on his team, whereas Jalen Brunson has to do. He spent a lot of time. Let's just say that he's somewhere up there in the top. He's five. one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the yes, best. Yes. Now, KD at some point here. Knock on wood. If he stay healthy, he's going to catch. He's going to catch. Oh yeah, a flow. Okay. And Mo, I just don't know if they have the depth or the matchups because they're going to have to guard one of those guys or choose which one of those guys they're going to have to defend one on one. And I don't think you can guard either one of them one on one. Okay. I, don't, I don't trust anyone on the Nuggets roster to guard them one on one. Well, I think Caldwell Polk can match up with. I'm not saying he can stop him, but I think that's a good matchup. He, you know, he has the size. I think he has the physicality. He has the experience. I think he can match and 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 force him into tough shots. I think Bruce Brown is a good defender as well. I, maybe I exaggerate. Bruce Brown is a defender, roster, but right? he's small. Yeah, but he's small. He mm. can't guard KD. I mean, come on. I was I mean, talking about no. Devin Booker. And he, he can't guard Devin. He's no Devin Booker. He'll he'll he's he's not big enough. However, that's another that's another discussion. I just think it's going to be tough because it, whatever it is, both of those players are going to engage a second defender. That's a mm-hmm. fact. Now, are they going to who are they going to help off of? Gordon can't help at all. He's okay, go and I can't Michael Porter Jr. I can't put on. The cool Kevin Durant, unless I'm just saying every time he catches it, we're just going to double. And that way, <laughs> at least you got two defenders over there. Yeah. Okay. Now if, that could be a, that could be a, that could you put so a lot of times you'll put your worst defender on a player knowing very well, we're going to double anyway. So why even allow the other guy to get in? And then late you can go to Jeff green or late, you, you know, that could be. Yeah. So let's see what coach Malone does. But I just think overall, I think the 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 Suns. I mean, I think they can win one. They could go home, and then come back and you know, come back home in Game Six and and finish the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say six 
I want to say six to the Suns. And 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 you know, I just I, I just see the Suns if everyone is healthy, everyone is here, and you know, I, I don't I don't know I don't know how they're gonna defend with, with Murray. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm assuming Murray's gonna defend I'm Chris assuming Paul. Murray Chris Paul. Okay, that's what I'm I'm assuming that's where he's gonna go. I think that the Suns can go in there and win game one tonight. It's it's I'm not taking it away. I mean Kevin Durant's it's, capable. Well, what's weird Kevin is Kevin Durant this, is capable. This playoffs, we've seen the number one and number two defense go home in Milwaukee and Cleveland. So it's not like Dev even had a great defense to begin with, but it's clear offensive firepower. Isn't that is, isn't, is isn't that in, Mo? That's very interesting. That that's you a know, topic for this summer, it, my brother. <laughs> yeah, that that's interesting. And you know, Mo, I'm gonna tell you something. Toughness, toughness wins. You know, and, and that's the one thing. That's the one thing, Mo, that the analytics doesn't show is the the physicality and the toughness that's necessary to play. Like, you know, when you look at when you look at both of those teams, Milwaukee and Cleveland, they both are they have shot blockers, they both contest shots at the rim, and I'm sure the numbers, you know, show that, you know, because you can't attack the rim against those shot blockers and those big bodies that they have. Both of them have, you know, two seven-footers respectively that are good athletes. However, The Miami Heat were the tougher team. And clearly, without question, the New York Knicks were the tougher team mm-hmm. <laughs> in that series. The New York's the, really, the, the Knicks, Knicks had the best defensive play. rating in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the New York They've Knicks are locking bully. down. They're, they're being played. They they play bully basketball right now. And, and, and a part of that is because of, of Mitchell Robinson. I mean, it, he's been phenomenal. It was a mistake on my part. The Cleveland Cavaliers had the number one ranked defense in the regular season, eliminated. Boston Celtics were yes. second. They squeaked through past the Hawks. The Grizzlies were third, eliminated. The Bucks were fourth, eliminated. The Bulls were fifth, eliminated in the play-in. Uh, the Pelicans were sixth, eliminated in the play-in. And the Suns, weirdly, were seventh. But I think that was a lot more uh, statistically stacked for Mikael yeah. Bridges when he was there. But we're going to be here tomorrow breaking down what happens in game one between the Suns and the Nuggets. And we're going to give you a full preview of Sunday schedule. Man, how good is this schedule, right? Especially for fans in the UK. 6 p.m. Knicks versus Heat game one. 8.30 p.m. Game seven, Warriors Kings. And at 1 a.m. the Lake. Oh, no, that's not even that's not even on. That's it. Two games. Nice and early. I'll actually be able to sleep before Monday, BJ. Um before mm. the Celtics start against the Sixers and give me stress. Um yeah, game mm. seven for the Lakers is cancelled now because they just won final score as we wrap this one up is 125 to 85 the lakers take 40 over. points i mean mo we great, were worried about great 30 mental maths by the way bj fantastic yeah yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's yeah that's unacceptable that's going to be a hard that's going to be hard for the team hard for the coaching staff what do you say hard for the players for those guys who play i, I believe what play. they say over there is it's a parade inside my city, yeah! But not this year, Memphis. <laughs> Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share with your friends, all that good stuff. And most importantly, unlike the Memphis Grizzlies did tonight, get buckets. <laughs>